Ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, our onboard transit process today has now reached its ultimate termination. He means we've landed. <laughs> yes. So as yourselves prepare for disembarking, if I could kindly ask you to kindly ensure you retain all your personal items about your person throughout the duration of the disembarkation. He means take your stuff with you. <laughs> In concluding, it's been a privilege for ourselves to conduct yourselves through the in-flight experience today, and I do hope you'll refavor ourselves with the esteem of your forth-looking custom going forward. No idea. <laughs> Cabin Pressure by John Finnamore, starring Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnamore as Arthur. This week, Johannesburg. Okay, Martin, two miles to run. Descend to 500 feet. Stand by for visual on target. Douglas, are we certain about this? Quite certain. Right, it's just... Uh, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Excellent. I'm also sure it's going to be fine. The thing is, though, I'm not sure it's going to be fine. What an exquisite paradox. <laughs> Luckily, though, I'm still completely sure it's going to be fine. So, as I'm 100% sure, and you're 50 each way, that still gives us a comfortable 150% working majority. Douglas! <laughs> Target in sight. Level 500 feet. Left, left. Waggle wings. And open air brakes... Now. Oh. What? 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 I can't see what happened. I may have very slightly overestimated how fine it would be. What were you thinking? Look, all we were trying... Shut up, Martin. Douglas, what were you thinking? I just thought, since I had to work on my daughter's birthday, it would be nice to do a little fly-past of her party on the way. Barrow in Furness is not on the way to Paris. <laughs> so first you stole my aircraft. I wouldn't call it stealing. I paid you to fly it 300 miles southwest. You flew it 200 miles northeast. What is that if not stealing? Hijacking at most. <laughs> Carolyn. Shut up, Martin. But, of course, you were just warming up because not only did you steal my aircraft, you then chose to mark your arrival at the children's birthday party by dropping a bomb on it. The idea was perfectly sound. The idea was terminally stupid. Was it your idea, Martin? No, it wasn't. Oh, and I'm allowed to speak again now, am I? No, shut up. <laughs> it was my idea. It occurred to me that if we filled the air brake cavity with boiled sweets and then opened it just as we were flying over... You could strafe your daughter's birthday party. <laughs> no, not strafe. We weren't going anything like fast enough. We did check. I did the calculations. And we were quite sure the sweets would flutter gently down to the excited children beneath. And so they would have done. If... It hadn't been rather a hot day. And the sweets in the metal compartment hadn't melted a little. And then, up in the cold air, solidified again into a... A, a sugar brick. <laughs> yes. Which you dropped on your ex-wife's house. Yes, but we were very lucky, really. We could have hit her conservatory or her BMW. Or a child! Now, don't exaggerate. All the children had run for safety long before it landed. That is not as reassuring a sentence as you seem to think. I'm just saying we couldn't have hit a child. But I admit, we could have hit a car. But you didn't hit a car, did you? You hit a carp. Yes. Do you have any idea how much a koi carp costs? I do now, yes. 
But don't worry, I don't expect you to pay for it. You do, of course you don't expect me to pay for it. Why in heaven would I pay for it? Well, as you pointed out, it is your plane. Yes. And I paid you to use it to fly a franking machine to Paris, not to fly a multicoloured confectionery brick to Cumbria and drop it on a fish. Well, to be fair, we did go to Paris afterwards. Martin, really shut absolutely up. Right. Look, both of you, I'm being serious, with my serious face. You cannot keep doing things like this. I will spell it out in words of one syllable. If you waste my money, we will go bust. You will have no job. Cash, not money. Please, will you take this seriously? We can't go on like this. Look at the trip budget you've submitted for Johannesburg next week. Fourteen thousand pounds. Are we flying there on the backs of unicorns? It's paired to the bone, I promise you. I can't compromise safety for economy. That's rich, coming from the bomber of Barrow. I'm sorry, Carolyn. It's just that the captain and myself are deeply unmaterialistic. Our souls are rather beautiful that way, actually. Is that so? All right, then, First Officer Gandhi. I'll tell you what I'll do. On a one-trip trial basis, if you can magically shave, say, £2,000 off that paired-to-the-bone budget, you can split it between you, which would just about pay for the carp. But if it comes in so much as a penny over £12,000, you pay me a grand each deal. Absolutely deal. No, wait, Douglas, the budget really is pretty tight. How on earth are we Oh, gonna... Martin, trust me. <laughs> deal. Chaps, my galley's been burgled. They've taken the trolley, uh, the duty-free, the microwave, even the hot water boiler. Sorry, Arthur, that was me. The lighter we keep the plane, the less fuel we need, so I've offloaded all unnecessary dead weight. Speaking of which, how much do you weigh? <laughs> but how am I supposed to heat up the catering? Oh, I've cancelled the catering. You cancelled our food for a 12-hour flight? Needless expense. Don't worry, I rustled us up a little something myself. Oh, Douglas, you should have asked me. Should I, though, Arthur? Really? the inventor of fizzy yoghurt. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't invent that so much as discover the process that makes it. Yes, yoghurt plus time. Here, take these. Righto, uh, how do I prepare them? Take lids off boxes, empty onto plates, give to pilots. And, and I can't stress this strongly enough, do nothing else to it whatsoever. It's not really going to save us much money, Douglas. Every little helps. Why, what have you come up with? Well, I uh, had a good think last night, and I think so long as we get the long runway at Joburg, we may be able to land without using the wheel brakes. I see. And that'll save us what? Well, it'll prolong the life of the brakes. To the tune of... Obviously not in a calculable way. Terrific. Well done. Well, all right. What else have you come up with? Turn off air conditioning, only take half the liquid oxygen, keep air recirculation fans on, and only use one engine to taxi, and I'm just getting warmed up. So, if doing those things saves money, why don't we do it all the time? Well, the most tiresome of pettifoggers might question whether it constituted absolute best practice. You mean it's horrendously illegal? Horrendously is a strong word. <laughs> I notice you're not quibbling illegal. Not dangerously illegal. It's not like I'm suggesting we only fly on one engine. Although... No! <laughs> this is excellent, Douglas. Did you really cook it yourself? I did indeed. Mm, lovely. I'm very good at cooking. Is there anything you're not very good at? <laughs> a 
nervous. I'm thinking. <laughs> there are things I haven't tried yet. I suppose it's possible I'm not very good at some of those, theoretically. Well, this is great. Unusual flavour. What is it? Carp. <laughs> but not... When I pay a thousand pounds for a fish, I don't just throw it in the bin. Now then, when we get to Joburg, obviously we can save a lot on hotels. How? By not staying in one. So where will we sleep? Well, I'm a happily married man, so I shall sleep in the plane. But you, my lad, have four hours in hand to get yourself invited to the Johannesburgian bedroom of your choice. <laughs> yes, I'll sleep in the plane too. <laughs> that uniform's wasted on you, it really is. Ah, fancy that. What? Little flashing warning light, Captain, anti-icing the starboard wing, declaring itself rabbit of negative euphoria. What? Not a happy bunny. <laughs> right, OK, OK, OK. Isolate the anti-icing valves, port and starboard, prepare for landing at... Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't need to divert. We can do without anti-icing. No, we can't. Martin, we're currently flying over southern Spain. We're about to fly the length of continental Africa. May I suggest that ice may not be our most formidable foe? You know perfectly well the hotter it is, the quicker ice will form if we fly through clouds. But I have a strategic masterstroke to counter that. Let's not fly through any clouds. But there are clouds. Look. What? Those little fluffies? We can just weave in and out of those. And we only have to keep the starboard wing out of them anyway. It'll be fun. No, Douglas, we're landing and getting it fixed. You know what? I was wrong about the warning light. It's not on. I made a mistake. I can see it. No, Martin. That's an optical illusion caused by the fierce glare of the sun. The hot Mediterranean ice-melting sun, which will beat down on us as we pay landing fees and engineers' fees and hope they'll fix us in time to get to Joburg tonight. In Spain. Lovely people, magnificent culture, not famed for their snap-to-it efficiency. I know, but I'm, I'm sorry, I have to. Oh. Madrid, Golf, Tango, India. We have a system malfunction. Require radar vectors to nearest suitable airfield. And post-landing checks complete. Gentlemen, I can't help but notice we've landed three hours after takeoff, which means either you have discovered a hitherto unsuspected warp drive button, or this isn't Johannesburg. Carolyn, I'm sorry you can rant and rave all you like, but we had to divert. The anti-icing system was yes, not... Yes, fine, whatever you think. Really? Yes, of course. I'm sure you had your reasons. Well, yes, but don't you want to hear them and then disagree with them? I thought you'd be more furious. Yes, it's curious, isn't it? Curious, I'm not furious. It turns out I mind losing money a lot less, just so long as Douglas is losing it too. And me? Yes, but for some reason you losing money doesn't make me happy the way Douglas losing money does. Oh, well... Thank you, I suppose. You're very welcome. Well, sorry to disappoint you, Carolyn, but I have no intention of losing any money. The landing fees should be pretty light in a tiny airfield like this, and it doesn't shut till five. Plenty of time for them to fix Gertie. Chaps, have we landed? Yes, Arthur, well spotted. <laughs> well, uh, since you've taken away my water boiler, can I order some hot water here? Yes, of course. No, no, no. Oh, come on, I'm not flying the length of Africa without coffee. We need hot water. Certainly, but we don't need to pay 30 euros for it. There's an old flying school trick I know. Of course there is. Arthur, get a wine bottle, fill it with water, and using the asbestos gloves, place it very carefully on the lip of one of the engine exhausts. Hey, presto, boiling water. Good heavens, Douglas has discovered his inner womble. <laughs> but doesn't the air come out of the back of those engines pretty fast? Arthur, the engines aren't on. 
Clues to this include the aircraft being stationary on the ground and eerily quiet. But they'll still be hot from the flight. Oh, right, yes. Because I was thinking, otherwise I might have had a bit of a job. Balancing a wine bottle in a 1,400-mile-an-hour jet blast? Yes, I imagine you would. I'm sorry, we have no engineer at this airfield. Right, so what do you do when you need an engineer? We call Diego out from the big airport at Albacete. Well, can you do that now, please? I can. Then do. But he won't come. Do you know, I think what I like about this conversation most, Douglas, is that you're the one having to have it. Why won't he come? He cannot. His car is broke down. The engineer's car is broken down? Yes. That's not a terribly good sign, is it? Well... Can we go and get him? I suppose, but how? You have no car. Ah, he's got you there. Can we hire a car? Not here. Maybe from the airport at Albatetti. <laughs> the place we want the car to get to. He's the nearest place. Uh, well, can we borrow a car? Whose car? Well, I don't know. Your car. No. Why not? It's a nice car. <laughs> a BMW. Well, Douglas here has an excellent safety record with BMWs. Only last week he didn't drop a brick on one. <laughs> You're really not helping. I know, I'm not trying to. It's fun, this, isn't it? Chipping in from the sidelines. I can see why you're so fond of it. Senor Quintanilla. Si. Surely there is a vehicle somewhere on this airfield we can pay you a hundred euros to let us drive to Albacete and back? Uh, maybe there is something. Three men went to mow, went to mow a meadow. Three men, two men, one man and his dog. That's where you say woof woof, Skip. No, it isn't. I think it is, because it's just after the word dog, and dogs go... I mean, I'm not saying woof, woof. Which year you are? We are driving across the Spanish plains in the heat of the day on a 60-mile round trip on unmade roads in a baggage truck. <laughs> it's going to take more to cheer me up than saying woof, woof. Well, if you're sure, it always cheers me up. Can we have the air conditioning on, please? The air... There is no air conditioning. Why would you have air conditioning on a vehicle with no doors? To keep it cool. Oh, I'm a... I really am at the end of my tether here. Could you please just try your hardest not to say anything? Really stupid. No, just anything. Oh, right. Will do, Skip. Sorry. 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 Stop it! Sorry. Ah! Thank you. Now, let's just try and get through this with the minimum of fuss. Ah! Arthur, put your hand down. I know. Low bridge. <laughs> and 80 is uh, 10,400. Hello, plus Douglas. Doing your sums? Yes. Well, I won't disturb you. Uh, Just wondered if you'd heard from Martin yet. No, he's not answering his phone. Why isn't he answering? There's no point even doing this if he's not going to be back in time. Oh, don't you worry. I'm quite sure he'll successfully drive his baggage truck to Albacete, find and pick up the engineer, bring him back in plenty of time to fix the plane by five. Do you think so? Not even for a moment. <laughs> There's about 600 ways that plan could go wrong, even if it wasn't Martin doing it, and it is Martin doing it, with help from Arthur. You're enjoying this, aren't you? I honestly don't know when I've enjoyed a trip more. I only wish I'd thought of this years ago. This way, if I lose, you lose, which takes the sting out of it enormously. And if I win, I win, and thus, I win. How nice for you. Oh, blast. What? The running total of this trip, £12,014. Oh, dear. Of course, when you said under 12000 
You didn't mean literally to the penny. That would be ridiculous. You meant to the nearest hundred or so. Ah, your little face as you tried to look as if you remotely thought you might get away with that. <laughs> and this is as good as a mile, I'm afraid. Right. No, it's not budging, Skip. It's, uh, it's really firmly wedged under. I think we must have hit the bridge quite hard. Yes. So, one hour, Skip. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Skip, chap behind us wants to come through. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just because you weren't doing anything, I thought you hadn't seen. Um, I still don't really know what we're waiting for. I'm waiting for... I'm waiting for Douglas to say something sarcastic and then sort it out. Oh, right. Of course, Douglas isn't here, Skip. I know that. I mean, I can try and fill in, but I, I don't know how good I'll be. <sighs> uh, I'm glad we're stuck under this bridge. Shush, please. <laughs> just... That's a good thing. Stop it. You're not helping. <laughs> if it comes to that, what are you waiting for? You to tell me what to do, Skip. I don't know. I mean, all I can think of is, um, is I suppose we could, we could let the tyres down. Oh, right. And um, pretend we got a puncture. No. <laughs> to lower our height a couple of inches. Yes, brilliant. Well, well, let's do that. Yes, but what have I got wrong? Oh, have you got something wrong? I always get something wrong. And if Douglas were here, he'd point out what. Well, he's not. So, should we just try it and see? Senor Quintanilla. Hello, yes. Uh, ah, it's you again. Yes. Hello, senor. And your merry woman. <laughs> Isn't she just? Uh, now, uh, senor, I've just been looking through your airfield bill. Yes. And I was just wondering if there was any possibility at all of reducing it by, say, 20 euros? Or is something not good? Are you not happy? No, no, everything was good. We're very happy. Me especially. Uh, but I would appreciate it as a favour if you felt you could knock off a measly 20 euros. <laughs> this is not a market. I'm not used to haggle. This is a fair price, yes? You do not think I try to cheat you? No, no, absolutely not. Well, uh, look, how about this then? Is there anything we could do around the airfield while we're waiting that would be worth... 20 euros to you. I suppose you could wash my car. I'm not going to wash your car. <laughs> I don't want you to wash my car. I'm trying to help you. Of course. Yes. I, I apologize. Which is your car? The BMW. How could I forget? Catch. Douglas, are you going to wash his car? Are you really going to wash his car? <laughs> this day just gets better and better. <laughs> Went to mow a meadow. Six men, five men, four men, three men, two men, one man and his dog. What? What? Went to mow a meadow. What? What, Arthur? That's what French dogs say, Skip. I thought I'd do one in French because we're abroad. But we're in Spain. <laughs> I know, but I don't know what Spanish dogs say. Do you? No, no, I don't know what Spanish dogs say. What's the matter? Sorry, same thing again. I just automatically waited for Douglas to say something sarcastic. Yes, he'd have had one in there, wouldn't he? What do you think it would have been? I don't know. However, my young professor of canine linguistics, welcome to Albacete Airport. 20 minutes ahead of schedule, even with stopping to pump the tyres back up. Nice work, Skip. It was a brilliant plan. Oh, did go rather well, didn't it? 
Now, apparently the engineer's office is in the green hangar. It must be that one there. Follow me. Right. Gosh, sunny, isn't it? Wow, scary. Are those new? They're brilliant. Oh, do you like them? Pick them up at the garage. They're called aviator shades. They're amazing. You look like one of those guys in Top Gear. God, do I? Which one? Not Clarkson. No, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Top Gun, Arthur. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted a pair of these. Well, why didn't you get one? I suppose I thought Douglas would probably be a... Well, pretty funny about them. Oh, yeah. Yes, he, he will be, won't he? I'll take them off quickly before we get back. Yeah, probably best. You know, Douglas is great, obviously. I mean, he's brilliant. But this is quite nice, isn't it? Like a little holiday. Yes. Yes, it is. Right. Is this it? Yes. Oh. Uh, Skip, it looks a bit... Closed. Yeah. Why would it be closed on a Tuesday? I don't know. Oh, well, that's it then. We're done for. Should have known the thing with the bridge was just to make it all the worse when inevitably... Yes, it... but you can think of something, Skip. You were brilliant last time. Oh, well. Now we could um, try and find the manager here and see if we can get the engineer's home address, drive into town. Ah, but it'll be too late. We have to get in the air before five and it's, what, 2.15 now? Oh, what? 2.15 in Spain. Siesta! What's that? It's when they stop work for a couple of hours after lunch to have a sleep. Wow! Can we start doing that? <laughs> and since the airport's so far from the town, I wouldn't be surprised if they... Let's just try. Hello? Hello? El... Engineero? Work up! Please! Please answer... Por favor, it's important. Tray importante! We'll pay extra. Bonus lucre. Gracias. No, of course not. Well, that would just be two. Yes! Get Yes! That's brilliant, Skip! Oh, you think so? Ah, oh, there you are, Douglas. I couldn't find you. But then you did. But then I did. Why are you hiding behind the aircraft? I'm not hiding. Not anymore, certainly. And my, what an excellent job you're doing. You're a demon with that chamois leather. Have you come to help? Even better than that. I've come to watch. <laughs> That's not better. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant better for me. It's a lot better for me. You've brought a deck chair. <laughs> I always keep one in the hold for just such an occasion. Ah, oh, this is the life. You know, I think this would be my luxury if I was on desert island discs. A deck chair? No, you washing a car. <laughs> I think I could endure almost any hardship as long as I had the Bible and Shakespeare, Paul Graves' golden treasury, and the sight of First Officer Douglas Richardson grumpily soaping a wheel arch. Two thousand pounds, Carolyn. Remember that. That's what it's going to cost you. Cheap at twice the price. And that's only if Martin gets back in time. And really, what are the chances of that? Six men, five men, four men, three men, two men, one man and his dog, Diego. Wow, wow, went to mow a meadow. Wow, wow? When have you ever heard a dog say wow, wow? Every time I have heard a dog, he has said to me, wow, wow. Then you, senor, have been speaking to some very peculiar dogs. Arthur, where are we up to? Thirty-two. Very well, on my count, gentlemen. One, two, three. Thirty-two, Thirty-two men went, went to mow, went to mow a meadow. <sighs> Twenty to five. That's definitely it, then. You've said that every five minutes since four o'clock. Yes, but there's no way we can do it now, even if he... Oh, look! Elephant! Bra, bra. Went to <laughs> more meadow!
start. Diego, really? Of course. <laughs> Martin, good lord. Maverick flies again. Hello, Douglas. Can I suggest you save all the jokes about my shades for now and we'll have them in a nice long stream once we get airborne. In the meantime, Carolyn, Douglas, this is Diego. A fine engineer, a useful light baritone, and a man with an inexhaustible knowledge of how Spanish animals go. Diego, do your Spanish cockerel. Kikiriki! <laughs> yep, that's my favourite one. Now then, Diego, <laughs> here's the wing. Get to work, Arthur. Park the truck. Oh, uh, where? Uh, well behind the plane, by that wet car. You two, get on board and prepare to leave immediately. But, Martin, we've only got 20 minutes before they shut the tower. He can't possibly fix it. Certainly he can. A man who can imitate a Spanish squirrel helping 48 men mow a meadow is capable of anything. <laughs> now, come on. We have to get a move on. In other words, you feel the need. The need for speed. <laughs> Seriously, Douglas, save them for later. <laughs> <sighs> Done. You did the walk-round? Yes. In 45 seconds? More of a jog-around, but I saw everything I needed to see. But your walk-rounds take days. Well, maybe I've gained a little faith in my instincts as a pilot. Now, how are we doing? Seven minutes to five. Cabin ready. Pre-takeoff checks done. How about the anti-icing? Diego's still looking at it. Well, then, why are we bothering? There's no way. Aha! Come in. Diego, anti-icing all fixed? No. Ah. Then what were you doing up there? Go and fix it. Not fixed, because not broken. Not broken? No, he's very well. But it was. It was definitely broken. Look, the little orange warning light's on. Oh, let me see. Yes, little orange warning light. He is broken. <laughs> there, all better. Right, thank you, Diego. Now, quick, get off the plane. Right, so all of this was in aid of a dodgy warning light. Yes, well, just one of those things. Could have happened to anyone. Could have done, but actually happened to... To both of us. You didn't give the light a thump any more than I did. Anyway, it's a good thing. It means it's fixed now. We can still get away in time. We can still get in under budget. But... Douglas, be quiet. Already in the back? Already. Right, aircon? Off. Anti-collision light? On. Fuel pump switches? On. Hello, ground. Are we clear to start number one? Clear to start number one. Starting one. So... Do I take it you had some sort of mystical awakening on your road trip? No, nothing like that. I just had cause to remember that I'm not, in fact, quite as incapable as it suits certain people to make out. Well, if it earns us a grand each, I'm all in favour of it. Engine stable. Thank you. Fuel flow. Engine malfunction number Shutting one. Shutting down number one! What have you done? What have you done? We don't know what's happened. What did you see? You have fired a missile from your plane. Is anyone hurt? My BMW. My BMW is hurt. You fire your missile straight into my car. Martin, in the course of your jog round, did you happen to instinctively notice whether Arthur had retrieved the bottle of water from the engine exhaust? Oh, oh Martin, you've broken your new shades. That was Cabin Pressure by John Finnemore. It starred Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, John Finnemore as Arthur. It also featured Michael Fenton-Stevens as Signor Quintanilla and Javier Marzan as Diego. The producer was David Tyler and the programme was a positive production for the BBC.